Right. But I was talking like your kids, like, you know, they went up to Europe and they, they said, we didn't know what we were doing and that's why they did it. Because they didn't, they knew, they didn't know they couldn't do it. Mm. So they did it. And when you get older, the more older you get, the more you start thinking, which is good. Sometimes, you know, it's good to think, but then you, you think yourself out of it because you just realize how much it's going to take. You know, so as we get older, we do less because we know we can't do it. Yeah, that was really sweet hearing about their trip and like how they yeah. saved money by living with his parents and. Yeah, I remember talking to a, a couple, few years older than we are, and they'd been a number of places around the world, and and you know, they did okay income wise, but they weren't really wealthy at all. And I said, I'm like, how did you guys, I said, how did you, how did you afford it? Like, how did you make that happen? And she didn't say it with any criticism. She just said, it's, it's just not a value to you, David. That's why you haven't done it. Mm. Right. That's all she said. She said, it was just a, a, a very high value for us to get overseas. Mm. We really want to right. do it. When you really be- want to do something, it. Sometimes it helps to put it in black and white, like you know, mm-hmm. no, no, no judgment. It's just right. I mean, if one of our right. kids got shipped off or a job or something else, and they needed us, and they were in, you know, wherever, would we'd bad. figure out a way. You know, one example that Becky and I talked about many years ago, because she, when we were dating, we started talking about vacation, and you know, my family didn't have this. We go on vacation every year, and. You know, it wasn't a family-friendly type of thing. It, her family did, you know, the same vacation every year. They also did some other things. They bought an RV, and that was a fun story to hear how her mom kind of got the the hubby to, you know, hmm. got dad to buy the RV. And that, that's a pretty cute story, actually. She kind of set him up with the kids, made really? him stay at dinner. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, but she knew he... She, she knew he wanted one, but she knew he probably wouldn't. Kind of like oh, what you're saying. He'd be too practical. He never pulled the trigger. This is like a grapefruit orange. Yeah, it was blood red. What is it? Really. A blood red orange? Well, they're good. I don't know. They're yeah. called Cara Cara or Cara Cara. Wow. Hmm. But, well, because, you know, well, when Becky, yeah, when Becky talked about kind of vacation, I don't know what the words were. This is 30 years ago, but the the message in her wording was... Well, of course, I mean, we're going to take vacations. Like, we always will. Mm-hmm. It's just what you do. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know, that's just not an always thing with me. That's not how we grew up. And you're like, she's like, okay, but that's how we are and we're going to. <laughs> so there was this idea that once you say, you know, that's what my family does, come heck or high water, you figure out every way to you get your money to take your kids so it was really cool because Becky came into our marriage with the value we take our we take our kids somewhere every year for a vacation that's a non-negotiable and the way I kind of framed it in my head and this is where I'm saying I kind of shared this with Becky years ago it is crazy because if your water heater rotted and you know tomorrow you turn on the shower and all you have is cold water you're going to go something's up and then you go to your basement and you see that it's flooded because your water heater core rusted out. And how many days do you go without a water heater? And you're just as mm-hmm. broke. You know, there's no difference right. than I can't afford right. a vacation. You're in the same exact financial situation, except you don't have hot water. You'll have a water heater within a day, 
Right. That's yeah. a good way to... You find a way. Right. If like, you value it. I think <laughs> that's a good yeah. test to see because you, you are passionate about things. Like another test I, I say to myself is, what would I go to the store for if I only needed one thing? Hmm. Like coffee? Like, oh, I could wait till we go to the store. But if I have to go to the store just for coffee, I know that coffee is a pretty high value. Right. Or right. chocolate. Or right. half and half. They're going to make an entire trip for one item. Right. That says to me something, you yeah. know, like that's mm -hmm. a, a little thing. Right. But, but again, so the transmission in your van goes up. Right. No, I get it. There's a practical, hey, we got to get to work, we got kids. But you'd figure out some way. You'd borrow money, you'd put it on a credit card, you'd, you might have a little bit of savings, you'd be mad about having to take it out, but you would get your vehicle running. Mm-hmm. So when people go, you know, we just can't afford a vacation, I'm like, well, yeah, you can. Right. Well, think about back First when of you all, were... you don't have, like you said, you can do Michigan for a week for 300 bucks or something right. crazy. Right, you can do it. And, like, think about when you were dating. Like, all the, it was totally inconvenient. Mm -hmm. it, you, you didn't get any sleep. You know, you were together 24-7, you know, like, you, that mm -hmm. was a priority, obviously, you know. Like, yeah. I look, I think of that, and I think, if you can do that, so in a sense, you don't, just don't kick yourself for not being Wait, passionate we, about Wait, we're with each other 24-7 and can't get any sleep now. Why? But it feels different. This out. <laughs> no, but like, like, don't kick yourself for not being passionate about something because almost admit it. Like, you know, I'm not passionate about like making my bed or something. Right. Okay. Well, I'm not going to kick myself about it. I'm just going to deal with it in a different way. Yep. You know, so I need to try harder, <laughs> you know, because it's not going to happen naturally. Well, with Emily and James, they're like, okay, we want to do this thing. We're going to do it up. We're going to be gone for like what they were gone almost a month mm -hmm. right? and, and part of it was proctor they're like hey we're you know we want to kind of get to the place where we're going to settle down and you know and then we'll start you know they wanted a puppy and and so they were there were some practical implications once we get the dog then who's going to watch that dog and but what they ended up doing is like hey we're eventually going to move to michigan why don't we leave florida and they did in september but we're not going to go to Europe till end of February, I think it was, or whatever it was. Somewhere in February. Here's how one way that we can afford it. We will we will not get an apartment. Mm -hmm. and because they both work for themselves, mobily. Right, that'll say. We're not working themselves. Well, yeah, so it was inconvenient, like you said, but they couch surfed to his parents. And we were Becky's mom at the time, and they came to our place a couple times. And they say, they're like, well, September, October, November, December, January. You know, we saved five months of what we would have spent in our Florida apartment or a new apartment. Yeah. And that just paid for Europe. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. because it was a priority there, yes. you know, your vehicle dies and you don't have any money for a new one. You're going to figure out something. Mm -hmm. You're going to put the word out. Somebody's going to, hey, you know, I have an aunt and... Just perfect, I right? I think that's why God is merciful sometimes because he's the... What did El, who called God the great thwarter? Hmm. Like, I think it was Eldridge or something. Like He throws the monkey wrench in to our plans and that's when we change. <laughs> okay. You know, because we wouldn't have passion for anything if we had everything we needed and, you know... Oh, well, okay, right, right. Mm -hmm. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to... Well... I think what we were going to do on 
a podcast discussion was this idea that when you have done something that you wanted to and you know Liz kind of put it again the other way what it, what does make the difference you know you guys have wanted a lake house for years something something happened yeah. like it's not just in your head anymore you're here mm-hmm. right something translated between wanting and doing which is a and big step that is a big because most people want and a lot of things but aren't going to make that real stuff yeah, yep. you just talk about like pie in the sky. Right. It never really happens unless something unfortunate different comes along and locks you in the head and like, oh, we yeah. just got a big inheritance. We weren't expecting right. Aunt Millie, you know, yeah. which usually doesn't happen. And it's, and it's kind of hard. Like, I've sort of been in a position Millie? with a few people that... Is she rich? I was going to say a moment ago, too, there, there also isn't... There is some value in just dreaming. You know, I, I think of a, a memory of Ken and Sue as a pastor and his wife that kind of just really took us under their wings when that's well, and and Ken passed away, which was tragic. He was you know kind of a father figure in our life, but we they loved us well. And Becky and I were just brand, brand new newlyweds, and we go over to their house, and a few of the times we spent many minutes to maybe hours talking about. They wanted this like log cabin kind of house in the woods thing. They had this dream. And, you know, and my point is I have treasured memories of just how much fun it was throwing a Sunday night away, having some food with Ken and Sue and looking at log cabin catalogs and hearing about their dream and how they might do it. Like, I think there's some there's some there's some real value in the journey of getting to the dream, whether, and sometimes you never get the dream. It just isn't a reality, but that doesn't mean that that was a waste. Right. And maybe it's knowing the difference. Like if something is a recurring, just passion. Well, look at the hall of faith in scripture, you know, where they talk about, and they never found, they never got to the promised land. Yes. They had this hope. There was legitimacy there. They were in the hall of faith. I mean, that's huge. Yep. I think the things I'm talking about are more like the things that aren't necessarily pie in the sky. It could happen. You right. could do it. Yeah. You could make it happen. And if you don't, are you okay with not doing and it? Because like, sometimes that's fine too. Yeah, things that you want that are doable and they're not like a dream for 20 years in the future. Like, it could happen. Do it. I think the older you get, in the way you get more desperate... Because we, when we moved here to the, when we decided to make a plunge to do the lake thing, the lake house thing, and my, my, I didn't, I don't know if I ever really expressed this to David, but when we started actually really looking at the actual houses and looking around, like this is, this is getting real, like we were probably going to do this, then you get a little nervous because oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. This is new. What are we doing? Did we make a mistake? Are we doing the right thing? And. And I was finally, somehow it came to my mind of like, well, we can do this and make a big mistake and then figure it out after that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing really that's that permanent. There are some things. Like, what's the that worst that could happen? Okay. Yes. So let's just do our dream for, for three years, five years. We'll have done it. And, and hopefully we'll do it for years and years to come. But even if it's a couple, we can go, wow, we did it. We did this. This map was on the wall for. 15, 20 years of our house, in our mm-hmm. house, and we always wanted to live on that map, and we did it. And we did it. Yeah. And so, 
And it's, you know, the funny thing is, is not every single dream you do is, it's much more fun in a way looking forward to it than actually doing it. And maybe that's yeah, part of the maybe that's yeah. part of the discouragement is like you now you're here and then maybe there's a little bit of a letdown or something like after Christmas or something. Absolutely, but it's the who you're becoming in the process, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there really is something powerful about that. There's also just I would just say some of the most enjoyable hours, evenings, fun, whatever that we've had in 30 years were not much of it wasn't planned, but it was you know. Like this, and we have friends, and all of a sudden we're just in this great conversation, and we're talking about what we're dreaming about, or what you're dreaming about, or what you always loved, or you know what I mean. And that in and of itself is pleasure. There's yeah. pleasure there. Yeah, you're really. opening your heart. I, you know, we're seeing you. We're curious enough to go. Okay, wow, you guys are really for, lit up. For us, doing it, talking about it is the same feeling as doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. It's like when you, it's like almost when you, re, when you remember memories, you're remembering the emotion as mm-hmm. well. Like it's just as real. Yeah, Which in a way, there's part of you there. You're reliving. Yeah. Especially negative things. Well, again, your bike example. I mean, I just don't remember. It's been years. It's been over 10 years. Ten years. But I do remember that, like, wow, you're really lit up about this. This is, like, super fun. You've always wanted this, you know, and all that it huh. represented... Then you kind of get practical, but, you know, will I really use it? And, you know, how much money? And there was just this point where, like, but, you know, like, it's going to be a big deal inside of you to, to love yourself well enough to go, I'm getting the bike. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be not just an idea in my head. And I think we... Did some things, you know, adopted a child, you know, moved to Colorado. That was one of those big, hairy, audacious, what the mm-hmm. blazes. This could, again, if I had some of the same thing. Now that I think of it, some of the same feelings about Colorado as you just shared about here. Like, well, you know what? We can get to Colorado. It could be awful. We could come back between, you know, a year with our leg between, what do they call it? Tail between our legs mm-hmm. a year later. And we'll have to go through whatever that feels like. I remember this conversation. Yeah, the disappointment, maybe some embarrassment. But I'm like, but for some reason, it'll feel good to say, but we did try it. Mm -hmm. We didn't just talk about it. We went out and we had to come back and admit, you know what, guys, we went after something. We got out there. It's not what we thought it would be. We come home and we have to rebuild from there. Well, and that and that was actually more costly because people were like, "You're like uprooting your kids for like no re- just because it wasn't like we had to because we had a job." Although you were looking for work, and it was there was a job there. We did have a job. Yeah, but we by choice were looking at other places, and people were like, "You're like," and same thing with adopting. They're like, "You have a boy and a girl. You're all a happy family. family. What are you doing? Why would you do this?" And the same thing with Colorado. Like, why are you leaving your kids? Why are you putting your kids through this? And people actually point out, actually ask us that in kind of a not very nice way. Well, sometimes, yeah, we kind of come off. When you moved? or When we were thinking of moving, yeah. So, David, rehash again. Mm. Just bring us back to home base. Like, what was your initial question? And ask that again. Well, now we're talking about just the, you know, I guess just 
the fun and the power and the energy of having dreams and going for them, which is great. Mm-hmm. I tied it to, in our story, and I don't think it's in everybody's story, there's, there's people that go after a dream that they maybe share with nobody. They don't have to share it. But in Becky and I's stories, some of the things that we tried, we went into ministry. You know, like fundraising, you got to raise your own support. Like, that's a hard thing when you go back to it. Like, you know, who wants to do that? That's a huge, risky thing. We moved. We adopted a child. We bought a lake house. We, I bought a motorbike. I went. We just did things outside the box. I tried summoning some mountains. I mean, some of the coolest things we wanted to do in our life came through conversations with friends that got excited along with us mm-hmm. and said, love that dream. Look at Kara with our dream for this house. You know, and then, you know, it wasn't going the way we thought. Remember, I don't even remember what we said, but we were at her house that one night and she's like, guys, are you kidding me? You know how beautiful this is and yeah. I'm so excited for you and look how yeah. God's coming through for you and this is going to happen. You know, she's not been here. She's still in Colorado. But yeah. I mean, that woman was like, just gold. It was like you yeah. know this blessing. I think friends do need to remind us of what we have. Well, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys have what you wanted. That's amazing. So when you say loop back to the main point, I'm like, if we wouldn't have had Kara, that conversation just wouldn't have happened. If if we wouldn't have had Kara in our life, that conversation just wouldn't have happened. Which conversation? A friend. The, the one who just really, I'm just giving you random examples. There's, she really cheered our dream to come to, back to Michigan. Oh, okay. But it meant leaving our friendship. I mean, leaving her, you it, know. It you meant leaving her friendship. And, mm-hmm. and so she had mixed, you know, she was sad. But, mm-hmm. okay, my point is we have had so many pleasurable moments with good friends that were interested enough about us and what we were excited about. And we've done the, the same for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've watched good friends of mine launch new businesses, move across the country, try some new cool things with their marriage. To where I'm like, yeah, I love what you're trying to do. We we might be on the phone for two hours, and they hang up in a. They're just in a different place emotionally. They have mm-hmm. energy. Somehow, something's like been released in them. Sometimes they'll call me back and say, dude, I mean, what you said to me last month completely broke me free and rocked my world. And I'm like, wow, so glad I didn't know that was happening. I'm saying we've been on the receiving end of that Mm -hmm. where people rocked our world and dared us to go for our dreams. And where I'm tying it to is I still think we're in a culture that's getting lonelier and lonelier and people aren't doing this like they used to. So then it hit me once. People are needing more counselors. Because they were subbing counselors and therapists for friends that could easily, if they knew you right. well enough, right. if you were open enough to be vulnerable and you took the time when it was inconvenient. That's the two things right. I think that are standing in the way of that, by the way. Yep. I, one of my favorite songs, it's mm. a funny favorite song, is by Bad English, When I See You Smile. Remember that song? When I see you smile. I love that song. I could face the world. Oh. It's true. Like he's talking about a girl, you know, when the girl smiles, I can do anything. Mm. You know, baby, I can do anything. And it's like, it's, it, it's, it's true. And it's not just for a woman, but like, you know, it's, it's like for, like when you give me permission to dream, mm. Josh, that'd be awesome. Really? Like I should go here? Cause I want to, 
But right. I, for me, and probably you too, you want to go, it's not just you, you want to... We're smiling on your dream. We're smiling right. on what you want. That's just a, it's like a, an igniter. Yeah. You know? And for me, I know if I, have, I can sit in a room and have all the dreams I want, but they don't mean anything unless there's other people involved. If, you know, if, if no one's sitting there and saying, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a great, oh, really? You know, because you want to bounce, you know, you want to feed off of it and have it ignite. And Well, where I tie it to is people don't seem to do this as much as they used to. And again, I, I'm making a subjective guess. It's only my guess. But with the students I've taught over the years, employees I've coached, you just kind of listen to their life. And they're like, yeah, I don't talk to people like this. And you come in for my kind of my life coaching stuff, you know, in, in, with the employee in de- development work I did. And I could tell they're like, this is super fun, but I don't know what to do with this conversation because no one's ever done this for me. Mm. In other words, they're saying no one has ever sat down in a room for two hours and been... T- just totally engaged and right. interested and in me you, and what I want and what I love. Well, yeah. yeah, and I'm also trained in it and it's a framework. But yeah, for me, it's a normal. And for them, they're like, oh, I don't even... And this. I think that one of the points you're, I think that we in our conversation before has been what the world misses when that person doesn't have the opportunity to have someone come alongside them, right? right? Because what the world misses is they never become that dream mm-hmm. or whatever, or they don't pursue that and they don't develop that in themselves and so the people around them suffer in a way that they don't know it they don't know they're suffering because they just but they yeah it's it, like you said it was what was the you said it was what, what we don't well, have well yeah so when I was thinking the phrase came to me about a year ago or so just how do you measure what could have been but never was you know well and you know the story because I shared it with you a few times but coming from that retreat you know, up in Hot Sulphur Springs with those guys, and I decided to take the back wave down, not to not to head back to 70, but to head north and come down the Poudre Canyon and into Fort Collins. And it's a Sunday. It's well, I think late fall. There's nobody up there. I was just I was pretty much completely alone on this mountain highway. And I'm in that space going, God, this Michigan thing. I'd had a you know conversation with Aaron, and he said something that really stuck. Anyways, I am driving alone in the mountains thinking about, is this, is what is this? And I look up, and I see a highway sign that says Northern Michigan. In Colorado. Wow. In the mountain, Colorado. Wow. The angels were putting that sign up all night. All night. <laughs> They Quit, coming. Quit, put it up. And I think it's the name of a of a campground or something up there. I don't know. Well, it's just one of those. You know, I can't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt there was something you know otherworldly or transcendent in there, other than I was consciously in that question with God alone in my truck, and I look up and it says Northern Michigan, and I'm like, wow, that. Kind of feels like a sign. Remember when Jim Carrey and uh, what was that? The the majestic. Remember, and he's like, "God, where are you? Why can't you give me a sign?" And you look out the front of his vehicle and says, "Caution, caution, caution!" <laughs> you never, you know, I'm all of my own. Why can't you talk to me? Turn around, turn around, and he's completely oblivious right, to right. like forty-seven signs, and he ignores them and crashes and. Yeah. 
You know, but I felt a little bit like that. I'm like, God, what's this whole thing about Northern Michigan? Like, oh. But, like, if you're anything like me, and I know I, we got to stop saying that, like, you, like, that's that's irrelevant now because that was back then. Mm-hmm. Like, I want new, 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 new. You know, but I'm that's like, part of that I'm calling like, it back up and going, hey, go to right, the journal, like that, go to the memory. What did God go to the memory? And like you, you have to ignore time. Like, well, that was too long ago. No, that was that's legitimate. Yeah, that is legitimate. And like, write it down and be like that. Now you don't want to live off of something that happened twenty years ago and not have new stuff. Right. But it's, but it's legitimate. It's like part of who you are. Mm-hmm.